Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast. Uh, today, Aurora and I today, today are excited to talk about uh, a few topics before we get into the NFL um, and our DFS picks for the weekend. Uh, we are recording this before Thursday Night Football has started, so uh, we will not be uh, talking about what happens here with the uh, Patriots-Falcons uh, game. However, we predict that the uh, Patriots should be able to um, handedly be able to take care of the Falcons. Falcons have not looked that great throughout most of the season, and uh, I don't really see that changing too much for this game, uh, especially because Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches um, in history. And it doesn't make sense to me that he would be able to have issues with a team that does not know how to run the ball effectively at all. Um, so this should be a foregone conclusion. Anyway, we'll jump into uh, the NBA real quick before we get back into the NFL. First off, um, there's an article out on ESPN, if you guys want to check it out. Uh, the ESPN article is talking about um, how G League, Ignite, OTL, NBAL, and uh, college basketball stack up for elite NBA prospects. Okay, I'll explain a little bit about... Um, I'll, well, I'll give the names of those leagues. I won't really go into details about them. Essentially, they're all, they're all the same thing anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, so the NBA, the big thing right now is people are trying to figure out, you know, what's the best thing for athletes to do for compensation and things like that. Okay. Now, this has all become because of the whole, you know, paying college athletes thing, blah, 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 whatever. Essentially, um, this is exactly what I was talking about earlier, guys. Um, I said this months ago, uh, maybe even a year ago. I don't, I don't even remember when I said this, but I said it, it, it. Paying college athletes, moving towards paying college athletes, allowing college athletes to get endorsements, all of these things is going to ruin college basketball. It's going to ruin it. Um, it's already... I think we can already start to feel the effects because of these types of articles, because people are looking at this, because people are reading this. Um, it, it's it's definitely very worrisome to me, because what happened to the value of an education? There, there is no value to the education. You know, who cares? Uh, these these kids think they're the best thing on the planet. They're gifted. You know, they think that they can just do whatever they want because they're talented um, at a sport that they were gifted abilities for. And, uh, you know, they go out there play it and you know if god forbid they get hurt and injured if that happens oh they have no value left to their life i mean that's basically what we're telling these kids we're telling them that there's no value to your life beyond this sport after that that you don't need anything else there, there is nothing else for you that's completely absurd to me but uh anyway this article breaks it down talks about you know what's the pros and cons what's the most beneficial for these players and so they talk about the G League Ignite uh, program, which is the you know the NBA G League um, program for you know high school graduations. Um, upon their high school graduation, they must be selected for inclusion by the NBA. Uh, it's a flexible. There, there's flexibility in the system um, with things like that. But uh, over time, Ignite, which is you know a different basketball league, and then NBL uh, Next Star program, which is just another league that's out there. And then there's college basketball. The fact that college basketball is being in consideration with these other programs is just absurd. Um, you know, people want to talk about the money. You know, how do they get paid the most money? How do they get paid the most compensation? Guys, 
this is easy. This is easy for me to tell you. If kids are out there just to get as much money as they can as quickly as possible and not worry about the long-term future of themselves, any of the other three leagues is going to be better than college basketball. Flat out, plain and simple. The, the ridiculousness of thinking that these can even be compared to it is just absurd to me. Because college basketball, the NCAA, is a non-profit. Do you know what that means? That means that they do not make a profit. Okay? They do not bring in pure additional revenue into this crap. Okay? What, what happens is schools fund college athletics programs. You guys don't understand this, and I will repeat it because I've said it so many times before. If you guys have not listened to our podcast before on paying college athletes, uh, college athletics, things like that, go back and listen to those podcasts. We break it down for you. We help you understand. These college programs are not making money for the most part. There may be a handful, five, six programs every year that make money. Other than that, these schools are at a loss. Okay, Universities around the country lose money to have athletics. They have it because it is the biggest marketing source that they're ever going to get. It is the biggest reason that they can jump and pole vault in enrollment. If you took sports, athletics, away from the University of Kentucky tomorrow, their enrollment would drop tremendously. You would have kids overnight transfer. They're, they're just not even, athlete, not even athletes, regular college kids transfer to the University of Louisville because they would have athletics. It's plain and simple. It's, it's the thing that takes a community college and elevates it to a university, like is having athletic programs. So schools understand that for the most part. Some schools do not, and they, you know, whatever. Like for some reason, they don't want to invest in it and help their programs out and stuff. I see it all the time. But again, what you guys don't understand and what is not being listened to, well, and some of you, you probably do understand it. Many of you probably do understand this out there. But for what... You know, a lot of people don't understand in the industry is they do not make money off of these programs. They're not profit. They're not profitable off of college athletics. The reason the school makes profit off of athletics is because of other kids going to that school, paying tuition, paying, you know, $60,000 over four years or $80,000 or $90,000 or $100,000 over four years to go to that school. Not the athletes. They're not making money off the athletes. They're not making they're not making a profit off the ticket sales. They're not making money off the sponsorships. They're not making money off of that um, as much as people want to think. Yes, there's a handful of schools, okay? Yes, there's a handful of schools. Don't get me wrong. That make money. But for the most part, they do not. They're at a loss. And some schools, a very big loss, okay? So, in saying that, the reason I say that, is because college basketball, because it is a nonprofit, because it does not make a ton of money off of actually these athletes playing for them, because they're at a deficit because of athletics programs, they're never, ever going to be able and willing to commit the money that a professional or semi-professional league, like the G League, Ignite, Overtime, elite mbl next star program they're never going to be able to offer pay for these kids to play for them 
in the way those places are, even if they get to a point where they are paying the players, which I think is absolutely absurd to do it. If you're going to do that, don't give them a scholarship. Make them pay for their 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 education that they're never going to use, apparently, for most of these kids. So stupid. Um, but, like, if you're going to do that, you're never going to be able to pay them what these other places are able to. Okay? So, there is no competition when it comes to that. However... The big advantage college basketball has, and will always have, I believe, is that you will always have national television cover NCAA basketball games. You will always have a bigger presence playing for a large-scale basketball program in the country than going and playing for some of these leagues that don't make national television, that people don't care about, that people don't know about, that people will never hear your name in until you go to the draft, and then they'll have to research crap about you. If you want to be properly evaluated, if you want NBA teams to know the most about you, if you want to make a better name for yourself nationally, you go to college and you stay all four years. Kids will not do that. I get it. These top prospects will never do that nowadays, but even if you go for one year, it gets you in the national spotlight a heck of a lot more than what these other places do. Yes, you might make a little bit of change here and there, but you're going to make a better spotlight, which I totally disagree with kids doing that. If you're not going to go for four years, don't go. Don't go to college basketball. Don't play college basketball. Don't waste these colleges' time, and don't waste the money on the scholarships that they're paying to, for your education that you're never going to use, that you're going to waste. Give it to some kid who's willing to get an education and finish their education, because there's a ton of value to get an education, and if you think that the only thing that you have to offer to this world is your basketball ability, I feel sorry for you. And if your parents are feeding you that crap and saying you don't need to go to college for four years and you don't need to finish it, I feel sorry for your parents too. And someone needs to smack them upside the head with a wooden stick. It's completely stupid. So, I understand, um, you know, people wanting to get paid money. I understand people wanting fair value for things like that. But the fact of the matter is the value can't can't come in when you're, you're running at a deficit. It, it can't function that way. Um, so this is going to become a big problem. It's going to continue to become a big problem. And it will fester into other sports it will hurt other sports it will hurt d3 programs it will hurt um you know volleyball and soccer and some of these smaller programs at schools it will hurt them because they're gonna be running even leaner and what programs are gonna get cut what programs are not going to be uh funded anymore it's those smaller ones and so you're gonna hurt the lives of so many athletes out there that use sports and athletics to be able to get a quality education and that's just so sad that you guys out there are willing to do that because that's what's going to happen over time they're already running at a deficit schools are not going to be willing to continue to commit to athletics in the way that they do running at a deficit they're just not going to do it so um it's very upsetting um to see an article like this that they're even breaking this down it's stupid it's frustrating to me um you know, and, and I'm not being hypocritical. Like, one of my favorite players of all times, Kevin Garnett, he left at high school and went straight to the NBA. Absolutely. I, I have no problem with it. If, you know what, your abilities are there and you're way above other people and it's going to stunt your growth in this thing that you're physically gifted with, absolutely fine. But I don't think that th there's only one in every one player out of every three years that really can make that argument. 
that really has that ability. And yeah, people are going to feed people crap and tell them that they're ready and tell them that they're that good. You're not, okay? Look, there, there's not going to be every year a new LeBron James. Every year, there's not going to be a Kevin Garnett. Every year, there's not going to be a, a Vince Carter. Like, that's just how it is, guys. Get over it. These these players, these athletes, there's not every year a new Kevin Durant. That, that's not how this works. Everybody wants to sit there and jump to that and say that. And, oh, you're ready to go to the NBA. You're ready now. You're ready now. Like, look, why risk it? Why risk it? Why do, like, what happened to Sebastian Telfair? Skip college, try to go to the NBA, and then bust. Why risk it, guys? Go get a quality education. Whatever. I'm going to stop harping on that right now. Um, I know I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. And we'll break some other things down later on as these things continue developing with college athletics. Um... But, yeah, for now, let's jump back in the NFL. So, Antonio Brown, uh, there's a report that he obtained a fake COVID vaccine card. Um, and he was accused of this by a former chef that alleged he, uh, you know, asked this former chef to go get one for him. Or his girlfriend asked the former chef to go get one for him. Um, I don't know whether this is true or not. This did just now come out. Um doesn't really matter to me you know when it comes to like the focus of where everybody's focusing on it my thing is why in the heck is anyone working with antonio brown at all this guy's clearly got issues he's there's clearly something wrong with the guy that you can't do business with him the whole reason that mr louise the uh chef that came out and uh kind of tattled on um antonio brown about this is because antonio brown has failed to pay him ten thousand dollars that he owes to this personal chef if I'm the personal chef, if I could talk to him, I'd be like, that's your fault. You decided to get into business with this, like, idiot that, like, clearly has issues. I wouldn't want anything to do with Antonio Brown. Like, I know people are like, oh, I'm the personal chef of Antonio Brown. Or, oh, well, I work with Antonio Brown. Like, that's not a good thing. That's really not. He's he's had way too many bad things in his name recently. Um, like, like there's, there's some marbles that are out of place up there for him. So, I mean, I just, uh, really, they need to figure something out for him. Um, but I, I don't care whether he got the, like, if, if it comes out that, yes, he got a fake vaccine card, yes. Okay, there's absolutely things to talk about there. But we don't know if this is true or not. However, um, this is just completely absurd that this negative thing is coming out after multiple negative things about Antonio Brown. And then it's only because he's failed to pay somebody $10,000, which he definitely has that money sitting under his couch somewhere. So why doesn't he just pay the guy? Oh, wait, because he's not a good person. He doesn't pay people. He doesn't do the right things. He doesn't do things the right way. So why can't we understand that, guys? And why can't people stop wanting to do business with Antonio Brown in any regard? Like, seriously, I, I can't. I'm frustrated that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers even signed him back. Because, like, this is a guy that has shown he, like, morally, he shouldn't be given the privilege of playing in the NFL. But, whatever. That's me. That's just me. That's just my take on it. You know, whatever. People have different opinions. And that's fine. People have different opinions. And, and I can I can see where people are rooting for him because, oh, it's an underdog thing. And, and you know, the, the league cut down on him because of the, well, the league cut down on him because he did things wrong. He didn't. He, he did things the wrong way. He didn't, you know, he, whatever. 
I'm not going to harp on that too much. Um, it's just a story I wanted to mention to you guys. But, uh, again, we don't know all the details at this point about it. So we'll jump into the NFL. Um, we'll jump into um, the games coming up this weekend and uh, talk about some of our DFS picks along the way. So first up, um, we already mentioned New England and Atlanta, what we think is going to happen there. But we'll talk about Green Bay and Minnesota. So in this game... Um, you know the Minnesota Vikings. They're always in the games. This is they're they're a team that is always going to be in every single game apparently because every game is a nail biter for them. Uh, they either lose really close one or they win a really close one. Um, they rarely ever are going to have a chance to blow out a team or a team's going to blow them out. I mean I don't know why it is. They just play the level of their opponent. That's just how it works for them this year. Um, so yeah, very interesting team. And this will be a good dynamic to see if they can continue holding that up against a Green Bay team that's got a very, very good defense. They played very good defensively over the last few weeks, and I will be excited to see how they continue to do. Um, now, as far as this game goes, I think that, oh man, it's tough. It's really, really tough. The thing is, Aaron Rodgers is questionable because... Um, a toe injury. I don't think that's going to hinder him. He doesn't. I don't. I don't think a toe injury is going to hinder him all that much. Uh, I really think Minnesota is going to win the game. Uh, they're just a team that is off and on, off and on, off and on. And I think they can come out play really well in this game. Green Bay didn't look so good against Seattle to me. I didn't think they looked very good in that game. Um, we'll see what happens. Aaron Jones is out, but AJ Dillon is great to come back, come in there and, and do some things. Um, it, it, it in Minnesota, I believe. I think it's in Minnesota. Um, and that may help sway things a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this is probably one of the toughest ones of the week for me to figure out, like, you know, what I'm, what I'd like to do um, with this game, like who I'd like to go with and whatnot. Honestly, um, you know, I do like Aaron Rodgers. I do like Devontae Adams in this game. I, I think they're both going to play really well just because people put up points against Minnesota. They constantly put up points against Minnesota. That's nothing new uh, to say. It's always high-scoring affairs, and it's always a pretty close game so far uh, when it comes to Minnesota. So, for that reason, um, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think they'll win this game, but I do think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have to put up points, and I think Devontae Adams is going to be that guy that gets points from him because that's always the guy that gets points from him. Um, so yeah, Minnesota in a tight one. Next up, Baltimore and Chicago. Okay. In this game, um, I think Chicago will win. Baltimore is really kind of falling apart a little bit and they always play the level of their opponent. Um, I don't like the matchups here. I really, really don't like the matchups here for Baltimore. Like defensively, I think Chicago matches up very well for them, uh, against Baltimore. And I think that offensively, Baltimore, I think, is going to have some struggles with David Montgomery coming back for Chicago. I think they're going to be kind of at full strength a little bit. And Baltimore doesn't get beaten so much by the passing game. They get beaten quite a bit on a, on a run game that opens up the passing game. And that could very well happen in this game. So that's what I would go with. Um, I honestly like David Montgomery a lot in this matchup. And I do like Rashad Bateman because this guy is so underpriced at this point. He's getting a ton of targets. He's got eight targets in the last two games. Um, this is a guy that I would have to go with, uh, because he's only $4,500 on DraftKings. Why would you not do that? Okay. Eight targets for $4,500. I'll take it all day long. So anyway, uh, yeah, we think Chicago wins this game, but, um, those are the guys that we would take in DFS for this matchup. 
Indianapolis up against Buffalo. And in this game, we're taking Stefan Diggs. I think he's going to get a lot of targets in this game because I do think Indianapolis is going to put up a pretty good fight. I think they will lose. It is in Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's a very good team, and I think that Buffalo will win this game. But I do think it's going to be a lot closer than most people anticipate. I do think they will have to air the ball out a little bit in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, and Stefan Diggs will be the one catching those balls. So that's who I would go with in this matchup. Other than that, I would kind of stay away from this matchup. Um, I think it's kind of going to be a defensive matchup. Because both of these teams, their their defenses are, are really ramping up right now. Philadelphia up against uh, New Orleans, and we have to go with Philadelphia in this game. Uh, no, no, sorry, we have to go with New Orleans in this game. Um, I have to go with New Orleans in this game. I really do. Uh, Philadelphia is hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold, and they won their last game by a pretty good margin up against Denver. I think New Orleans has a much better team than Denver at this point with the way they're playing, and uh, Trevor Simeon looked good. Trevor Simeon looks good. I think he looked really good last week, um, even though they lost. Uh, I, I would anticipate that New Orleans wins this game, and I don't really want anyone in DFS when it comes to uh, this matchup. Really not looking at anybody um, on these two teams. Trevor Simeon's a guy that's lower on the quarterback um, list, so if you want to go for him, he can put up some points up against this Philadelphia team, so that that's something I think you can go for. Next up, Washington against Carolina. In this game, Washington did end up beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is in Carolina, though. I, I just I, I have to go with Carolina in this game. I, I think Cam Newton's going to make them play worse, but Christian McCaffrey, I think, will balance that out, and I think they'll end up winning this game. I, I just don't think defensively Washington will be able to do anything. It's a really bad matchup, uh, matchup for them up against this Carolina team. Um very different than how Tampa Bay is structured. And I, I, I just, I really see Carolina getting the win in this one. For this game, uh, you know, you can always go with Christian McCaffrey. You know, he is pretty expensive, but you can always go with Christian McCaffrey. Realistically, I'm going with the Panthers defense on this one. Taylor Heineke is always good for some type of interception or turnover or whatever. Um, you know, he played really good in the last game. So I would anticipate he throws at least one pick in this one. Um, so that's where I would go in this matchup. Next is Detroit up against Cleveland, and I am taking, man, it sucks. I really want to root for Detroit every single week, but, um, you know, if they could only tie up against Pittsburgh, huh, there's not much hope for them. They're going to lose this game up against Cleveland. Um, Cleveland's definitely a better team at this point, even if Baker Mayfield doesn't play. And in this game, I don't like anyone really for fantasy. I think you can go with DeAndre Swift. He's always going to give you points. Um, on the Cleveland side of things, if Nick Chubb's healthy, you can always go with Nick Chubb. But other than that, I would stay away from both of these teams. You never know where that ball is going to go uh, for them. It's all too spread out offensively, and they don't really know what they're doing yet with injuries and all the things that have happened with the various teams. Um, Jared Goff still doesn't know who his go-to guy is. It changes every game. So I, I can't have confidence in any one person except maybe DeAndre Swift and Nick Chubb, like I said. Next up, uh, San Francisco up against Jacksonville. And I think San Francisco is going to win this game. You know, it's in Jacksonville, but San Francisco should get this win. They got a they got a good uh, good one last week, and uh, you know I think they're going to continue playing well. Uh, they they're they're a very good team, and you know I, sometimes I just think they come out flat, but they can be anyone. They really can. They're a physical team. They're an aggressive team. They have a decent um base for their defense uh sometimes the defense doesn't show up but if they do they can be anyone out there uh, again they have a very physical offense george kittle and debo samuel 
will just pound it on people. Um, they're very physical from a receiving and tight end standpoint, and I just think that they just beat the crap out of people when they play them most of the time. If they if they play a team that is a finesse type of team and not overly physical, they will they can easily win. And so I think they'll win this game. Um, as for the game, I usually like James Robinson. I wouldn't go with him in this matchup. I don't like him um, in this matchup. For San Francisco, you can always go with Debo Samuel. You can go with George Kittle. I, I, I like George Kittle a lot because he's going to get a ton of targets. He's always been, he's been peppered ever since he came back. Um, so, yeah, that's my prediction there. Miami up against the Jets. I really, really like Jalen Waddle in this game. I love the matchup that he has. Um that's the guy I'm going to go with for DFS. If you want to go with someone on the Jets side of things, Corey Davis and uh, Michael Carter are both really good ones for this game. I think they're going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. They're going to get down a little bit in this game. It'll be back and forth a little. Um, and honestly, who's going to win the game? Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm really going to go with the Jets in this game because it is being played in New York. Both of these teams are not very good. They're not playing really well, and I'm going to go with the home team. Next up, Houston up against Tennessee. You can go with, um, you know, on the Houston side of things, you can go with Brandon Cooks if you want. I am not going to. Um, I am going to err on the side of Tennessee. I'm going to go with Deontay Foreman because he has been given uh, news to us that, you know, the coaches have told us that he's going to be the guy moving forward that the offense is going to run through when it comes to rushing the ball. So I like him. $4,900, very cheap option there. And up against Houston, they should be able to run the ball and run that clock out because they should be up most of this game. Um, because Tennessee, I think, is going to win it. It's in Tennessee. No shot for Houston, I think, to win this one. Next up, Cincinnati against Las Vegas. And in this one, I'm telling you, go with CJ Uzama, uh, $3,500. This is a guy that when he's looked at in the red zone, he's looked at multiple times by Joe Burrow. And this is a team in Vegas that I think is losing a lot of momentum. I don't think this defense can hold it together. And I think Ozama is a guy that he can always have a chance to go off and have a lot of lot of fantasy points. This is a game I think that he has a chance to do that. So I would go with him. And again, I think um, the road team loses. On the, I think the road team will lose. The home team will lose in this one. And Cincinnati will end up getting that win. So um, that's my prediction there. there. There's a lot of guys you could go with in this game. I think it will be a little bit of offense back and forth early on. Um, so if you want to go with Mixon, go with that. You want to go with Chase, go with that. But honestly, I think for the best value, Uzama is the guy to go with. Next up, Arizona against Seattle. I think Arizona wins this game with or without Kyler Murray because Russell Wilson did not look good. I still don't think he's going to look that great this week. It's only one week healed from last week. He looks so uncomfortable, and I don't think it's going to get all that much better. Um, I do think they will play better. But Arizona is a really great team. They're 8-2. The record shows it. Um, they will end up getting this win, even though it is in Seattle. Uh, Russell Wilson just needs at least one more week to get right, I think, before that injury is going to you know, really let him allow, uh, really allow him to you know, play up to the par that we expect Russell Wilson to play at. So, yeah, and then moving on, Dallas up against Kansas City. And uh, in this game, we got Dallas winning the game. Kansas City just... Even when they won last week, like to me, it still wasn't a win that I was like, oh, they're back. Like, no, it, it, there were still some clunky things going on there. And Dallas has been really, Dallas, I think, can, can beat anyone in the league on any given day. Uh, I think Michael Gallup has made this offense back to hole where it needed to be. And I, I really think they can beat anyone right now. Um, just because Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup is that difference maker to me because it's matchups galore for Dallas. Uh, on offense right now I wouldn't take anyone on that offense because I think it's going to get really spread out but if you do want to go with someone maybe CD Lamb I think he's still going to get the bulk of the targets but that's really it for the matchup for me on the Kansas City side of things 
I don't know. You can go with Daryl Williams if you want. Price point kind of makes sense. Um, but that's really it for me. I wouldn't look at Kittle in this game. He got peppered last game. I think they're going to go away from him a little bit here in this one to kind of balance things out. And I think Dallas is going to really crack down on him too. Um, next is Pittsburgh up against the Chargers. And we're going to go with the Chargers in this one because it's in L.A. Pittsburgh definitely has an advantage because they can run the ball effectively and the Chargers can't stop the run. But it is in L.A. I, I, I just really don't think that Pittsburgh is going to be able to put up enough points to beat the Chargers. Uh, Chargers can put up points on any given week against anyone. So got to go with them. And in that game, I mean, I would kind of stay away from anyone in that game. I, I just don't like anyone in the matchup. Maybe Austin Eckler I think is going to have a really good week. But value-wise, there's there's other guys out there. And last, uh, New York Giants up against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in this one, Tampa Bay is going to get the win, I think, pretty easily. It's in Tampa Bay. I don't think the Giants will have a chance, even if Barkley's back healthy and everything. I just don't think they have a chance. They're going to have to get him acclimated back in the offense after being out for a little while there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, Tampa Bay, they can throw that ball to anyone. You never know who's going to be that guy. If you want to roll the dice and try and get some points out of someone, go ahead and take a shot. It can be anyone. Throw it on a dartboard, flip a coin, whatever you want to do. Um, and for the Giants, yeah, they're still getting guys back healthy and stuff, so you never know who's going to go off for them either. So that being said, for our, D our DFS lineups, for DraftKings, this is the primary one we want. Defense, we're taking the Panthers up against Washington, $2,700. Stephon Diggs, Buffalo against Indianapolis, $7,900. Uzama, $3,500. Jalen Waddle, $5,600. Rashard Bateman for Baltimore, $4,500. Devontae Adams, $8,400 up against uh, Minnesota. David Montgomery against Baltimore for $5,500. Deontay Foreman, $4,900 up against Houston. And Aaron Rodgers for Green Bay up against Minnesota. That's what we have in our DFS lineups. We'll see how it goes. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. And I uh, hope you have a great week when it comes to NFL this weekend. And we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Just remember, we are official travel agent. Feel free to reach out to us. Our email is below for any trips you guys are looking to take um, or gift to anyone around the holiday season. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Talk to you again on Wednesday.